Against All Odds is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There is no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. It has great odds and markets for the NBA, the NHL, Major League Baseball, and so much more. Awesome new and existing user promotions. That's why it's America's number one sportsbook. Here are some more reasons. It's easy to use. It's safe and secure. You get your winnings fast now. They're delivered in as quick as two hours. And it's fun to combine multiple bets from the same game into a same game parlay. Discover the most popular same game parlays each day right when you log in. And if you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code against the odds so they know I sent you. Against the Lodge, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you. Yes, this is a Wednesday morning. Happy 420 to all you stoners out there. Spaghetti and meatballs included. They're fiddling with the knobs. Babyface Joel Solomon, he's producing this mess. And as always, with me, my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, Brother Brian, Darren, the parlor kid. What is happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? You beat me to it, Sal. Happy 420. <laughs> What's going on, <laughs> buddy? <laughs> I don't know. Harry, uh, Dar- yeah, I don't Darren's know. Darren's disgusted account. already. You can see I, it. I am disgusted. <laughs> I, this, this is such a stupid made-up day for, for people who I mean, can't get their lives for together. Harry. Harry, how many ba- weed sodas in Valentine's are you Valentine's Day it's is a, a made-up day. Remember, 420 is not a made-up day. No, yes, mm. this has a lot of historical uh, relevance. Yeah. Harry, uh-huh. how many uh, gummies are you in right now? And, and none and right now, but none, none, none. Got to be really? on the got to be on the wow. road heading to Palm Springs after this. Jeez. This is the way. Uh, this is like me on April Fool's Day. Like I take the day off from pranking. Harry right. takes four twenty off from uh, getting stoned. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, we have a good show on tap today. We're gonna go over all the NBA stuff. Recap Tuesday. Look ahead to Wednesday's game. We also. Have NFL Network's Daniel Jeremiah, draft nice. expert, also biggest toker in the industry, as far as I'm concerned. No, I don't know. I've never, I don't even know if they smokes pot, but we have to mix it up, brother Brian. I'm getting NBA mm. fatigue a little. I guess this is what I asked for important games. And now there's three important games a night, as it would seem, and at least two games a night for the next month. Yeah, we gotta no, pace it's ourselves. Tough. It's tough, right? especially when you're doing, yeah. we're doing every, we're doing every game. It gets tough. It gets tough when you're trying to predict every game of a series for sure. Especially, uh, it really is. It's like four to five. He's gone under 19 and a half points. You end well, up getting into this crazy vortex of, uh, of, uh, props. Especially, oh, especially for Harry going to, one and a, one and five with his picks again last night. Yeah. <laughs> was it really again, Harry? Well, again, but wow. really, but Brian, that, that Atlanta, uh, under 219 was absolutely yeah, was disgusting. Really- no, really that was, you were bragging about a win. You were calling the win on our yeah. race to 10. And by the way, that's where it all went bad. I had a bad, uh, bad Tuesday. Good Monday. Uh, starting with our race to 10. Um, Polly kid picked the Hawks to score 10 before the uh, Miami Heat. We we're up three nothing. Then we got slaughtered. Parlay kid. Trey Young. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened there, but I mean, they, they brought it back and they fought. We'll talk about that game in general. Trae Young but was that a race terrible to 10 night. Was bad. Terrible night. Yeah. Night. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm honestly like, I wonder if you were going to shave points. I hate to talk about this because I'm, I'm oh, completely joking, but race to 10 would be the time to do it. Right. I just, Oh, he had a bad first three minutes. I guess we'd see if millions of dollars, <laughs> yeah. brother Brian was put so. on the race to 10. For that sure. would be a red flag, but he's throwing up monster, monster bricks early on. I was like, it was comical. It was like, if you gave my 82 year old aunt Chippy a ball on Eastern and said, Hey, give us your best shot from 30. <laughs> 
she'd miss wildly and then scream at the ball while smoking. Right. But that that's what it looked like, really. Right, Paula kid? I don't know. No, absolutely, Sal. Um, he got his double double. Ten yeah. turnovers. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. I wasn't even close. I guess he ended up with seven assists. Yeah, that sucked. Oh, we all gosh. had Trey Young. He went under in points and everything. And really, Paula kid, all I'm trying to do is distract you from the from the uh, disaster that is Garrett Cole, even though the Yankees won. Uh, what, going into the day, he and Scherzer were favorites to win Cy right, Young. Well, Scherzer still up there. Cole now fourth odds-wise on FanDuel at 10 to 1. Isn't God, that what I said? Yankee. Wasn't that exactly yeah. what I said yesterday, Sal? Uh, why? Right, Harry? Yeah. I said, why? Every, every stat, Cole. Darren, yesterday, five walks in like one and two-third innings or whatever it was. He had he, he gave up the home runs the, against Toronto, two in, one, in uh, a couple innings. Every start's been bad. Mm-hmm. Yep, I don't know what I to agree. say. I want to hear Paul like, Kidd complain about Harry and not you. I, I, look, care about you. Yeah. I, I Honestly, with Cole, I, again, I, some guys, maybe he's just uh, not fit for New York. I mean, he's been solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, he Obviously, since this uh, spider attack thing or whatever that stuff he they use. Right. Um, he he didn't say he only- used it. He says he doesn't know how to answer the question. Come on. <laughs> yeah, let's be fair. right. So, yeah. Yeah. so he seems to be the guy <laughs> most greatly affected by it some, for some reason. Of course, he happens to be on the Yankees. Uh, right. And if, if, again, to me, that the contract should be null and void. If you were using an illegal substance, right, or something that you shouldn't have been using, yeah, and right. you you sign a contract based on those numbers, mm-hmm. why? So you're an attorney. What? Why can't they void? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you are. You Shit, are. I think I am. Yeah. I mean, most famous guy <laughs> out of Toro, Toro Law School uh, by far. Uh, by far, uh, why? Uh, Sal, why is that contract null and it should? They should be able to avoid it. They should have been able to. It's too late now. But well, they I, have to prove. They would have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that is the spider tack that was is well, in fact um, tainting his stats or whatever. Yeah. Like, or bring them back. But yeah, it's it, it's getting close. It's getting close. But he was uh he was in line for uh, Cy Young just uh, twenty four hours it's ago. Crazy. It's We're so going to talk about a lot of line movements. Um, some good, some bad for me. But let's let's recap the NBA. Uh, we started talking about Trey Young in Atlanta. They Ugh. got to a slow start. Actually, they ended up. It was a close first quarter, right? I, I lost track after the race to 10. I, yes, yes. And then, it was close. Then Miami pulls away a little bit. Uh, I don't know. They're up like 15. And you and me, probably like a few of us have Atlanta plus seven and a half. Oh, my God, crap. This is uh, this is done. Then they cut it to three. I think like 315 left. Uh, Bogdanovich hits a three. Oh, and then he went Jimmy, off. Jimmy Buckets takes to talk about going off. He goes crazy. 45 points. Yep. I think he scored seven yep. straight from that point when they were, they cut it to three, no win, no yeah, cover for Atlanta. And now they're in a yeah, hole. That, brother that sucked. Yeah. Um, I really thought once they cut it to three, yeah. Cause there was only two something left um, at that point. Yep. So I thought you know, they had a good chance of covering, but when, when Jimmy Butler hit that three, I knew it was over. Um, yeah. Once he got I, it back up, yeah. I knew it would be a free throw game, but yeah, poor Harry on the, on the uh, over under. I mean, what do you? How <laughs> poor Harry. Under, he under, under ten seconds. Under twenty. Under thirty seconds ago, they fouled twice down ten. Come on, so stupid. Well, the f- wait. You needed it. Oh, you needed more fouls. Oh, what? I needed under two. No. I needed under two nineteen. Oh, you needed under. Well, right, the funny, yeah. the funny, the funny thing twice. is, then Bogdanovich hit like a a turn, a, like oh. a turnaround, like 22, 23 right. footer. And if he misses that, they probably just let the clock run out anyway. anyway. They exactly <laughs> let the clock run out. Exactly. And then Bogdanovich right. in that fourth quarter was out of this world, yeah. out of this world. 
So. There you go. All right. And then the second game, Memphis crushed uh, Minnesota. Good job by you, Parley kid. This is your team. John Morant did his thing. But, you know, they had four bench players in double figures. That's yeah. uh, little known. I, mostly because those guys got to play a lot in the second half because it was never a game. 124-96. So you win. Brother Bry advised us on some adjusted lines. That would have been nice, too. Uh, evens up the series, and now Memphis is back to being a minus two forty favorite in that series. You feeling good about that, Parley kid? Feeling very good about it. I think, uh, you know, the series is back to where I thought it would be. I think Memphis is the superior team. I think Minnesota mm -hmm. gets one more in this series, though. It ends up four two Memphis. Uh, yeah, they're deep. Memphis is deep. They can run a lot of guys at you. A lot of guys. They do everything well. They, they're good offensively and they're good defensively. You hold Minnesota to under 100 points. Yeah, they're playing, a great you're playing great defense. Night, for sure. Well, I, you know, I had Memphis and I got crushed. I deserved to lose and that was disappointing, but even more disappointing, there was no protesters. <laughs> What's going on with these pro? I guess they'll show back up in Minnesota, yeah. right? That's really where it's... um. Well, you can make a statement. This is where the owner mm, actually yeah. resides. But all right, I look forward to that and the rest of the series. Now the third game, good God. Suns Pelicans, 125-114. You would think with a score like that, all right, how much could I put on the Suns to cover? Nope. Uh, and I have a despicable amount on the Suns and Bucks to advance. I'm not going to freak mm. out. I know Devin Booker could not. Uh, he could First of all, he couldn't miss in the first half. He no. had 31 points. Uh, it was 12 for 19. They had a five point lead at the break and you had to think like, all right, that was the Pelicans run. They had a lead for a while. I think they had like a six or seven point lead. Son slapped them around at halftime. And then he gets this hamstring injury. And we're mm -hmm. talking about like all the announcers, like Devin Booker. Can you believe this guy has never made a first, second or third team? Can you believe him? Like, oh, wow. I can't believe it. Look how he's shooting. They're right. Everyone's right. And then a hamstring injury, his third parlay kid since 2018. I don't know. And then they fell apart and freaking Herbert Jones takes over. Suns had no answer for Herbie. All the experts who were worried about Herbert Jones entering the well, series, they were right. Like, like <laughs> you said, and, and this is where, you know, if the Suns are so good, like the team that everybody's saying they are, right? The, mm. uh, they should be able to beat the Pelicans without Booker. Like That shouldn't have happened. Like talk right. about guys not stepping up. My God, Denver, we, talk, we talked about Crowder. Freaking Crowder goes one for ten uh, Aiton, from the field. Aiton only had ten like, points. Aiton, Aiton had a crap game. Like he was awful. really, everybody yep. else crapped the bed for that team. But, that but really, guys, I'm sorry. Like, but Darren, really, New Orleans, honestly, just it was great shooting night for them. Fifty-seven percent from three. You got Trey Murphy off the bench, three threes. Alvarado Mur two, was get, three for three, and and oh McCollum, had, McCollum, McCollum had six threes. And England's having the series of his life right now. I, I make fun of the, the Herbie uh, Jones of the world, but Ingram at 37, McCollum 23. Now here's what's yep. interesting with this. Well, it's interesting that I could lose a really, <laughs> really uh, substantial amount of money. That part is interesting to me, but uh, just as interesting, we pointed out game seven could be, if there's a game seven could be right there in Phoenix during Harry's wedding. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I thought about this babyface Joel Solomon, our producer. Maybe you have thoughts about this. Why you really should be getting married at that Fanduel, that sports book right there, and that what is that? The Footprint Center. Right. What do they call it in Phoenix? Yeah. Footprint Center. Mm -hmm. All right. Whatever. A clerk, a sports book clerk, should marry you. You, you, and Angie, the lovely Angie, should walk up to the counter, and that's where you get married, and maybe like a free drink ticket or something. I don't, right. 
what? Why have we just thinking of this yeah, now? Right. I guess uh, I guess it's a little too late now, but we should have thought of this ahead of time. Definitely. I don't know if it's too late. Babyface, yeah. let's look into getting Harry married at the sports book. Right. What time does Harry's wedding start on that Saturday? He doesn't know. Uh, You're asking him. Yeah, around around six thirty. Uh, <laughs> so it'll be right. Or, it could be right around the time of the game. Right. I mean, honestly. Depends when the gummies kick in. Yeah, that'll be a uh, that'll be a later game. That's gonna right? be a tough choice, guys. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, no, I can't I wait. I can't wait. I, I may never. Well, I I may never see another game listen. seven live in, right. in Phoenix. Oh. I yeah, might Harry see Harry get married times. again. I might it, see it might Harry be, get married again. It might be best again. you go to the game, Darren, because I bought yesterday. I bought a thousand milligram weed syrup, and you never know if I might pour a little in your drink during the wedding. What? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What, yeah. Did, what is that? A thousand milligram did he just, weed. Did he weed just say syrup. I was going to get <laughs> roofied in this, <laughs> at his wedding? Yeah. Harry well, I think get that's a, it's at least a misdemeanor. Again, I'm not, <laughs> uh, my lawyer skills are not, uh, but the, all right. Uh, all right. Harry's is that what, Harry, is that what got wedding. you out of Vegas, Harry? Uh, yeah. No, that's no, something no, like that. Numerous things. Numerous but I don't think we have to choose one or the other. I'm saying Harry should get married, at least the um, ceremony part, yes. at the at the FanDuel Sportsbook. All right, whatever. By the way, uh, I, I, I'm going to brag a little for, um, I don't know how much someone who's about to lose the amount of money I'm going to lose on the Suns could brag. But I did tell everyone, look at Golden State plus 250 to win the West. I know they were beating up on Denver, maybe not a great matchup, but they figured out how to thrive with yep. Steph Curry coming off the bench. Uh, basically like an all-star team. Steph Curry coming off. It's crazy. Now they're 160. They're plus 160, Bri. When do they flip with the Suns? Uh, this is for the West, I'm saying, by the way, for the West. Plus 160. I think the Suns are minus... Where am I? Mm, that's the, a good... Wow. The Warriors are plus whoa. 115. Wait, whoa. Holy shit. Wait. What are the Grizzlies? What are the Grizzlies? The Suns are plus 150. The Grizzlies are 8-1. to one. Wow. This flipped. You're going to say, overnight. yeah, it already, it already flipped. Wow. Good Lord. We said to everybody to jump on yesterday, Sal. I know. Plus 260 to plus 115. These these numbers are, are moving around. That's yeah, it's, it's funny because wasn't wow. that Memphis I mean, was, I thought yesterday they were like 7-1. They, they went back up. Huh. So is there news that Booker's out for a substantial time? I'm surprised this, uh, Okay, they do have a line on it. The Suns, well, what do you think the line is? I mean, it just came out. This is minus, a Friday night Minus game. three. Oh, you're saying for the minus game or like the series? Two, so? Yeah, for the game. I'm just, I am I look for the game. Uh, I would say my, just be, the Heat, what, what's Golden State? They're, they're probably like the same spread, so like minus well, two or one something. Thing, hold up. Uh, Suns are minus two for that game. What there do you think go, for right. the series? What do you think for the series? The series? Oh, they still got to be. They still got to be minus four, minus 400. My, no, I was, yeah. gonna say, I was gonna say minus five hundred. Mm. It's three hundred. He's not playing game nah. two. These numbers tell me he he's must, not playing no, game wow. three. Yeah, he's not playing game three. Yeah, a game three. He can't. He's wow, not playing. are you kidding me? Well, it said the holy crap because they would have been a six point well, favorite, I mean, with, right? A five point favorite at least. Damn, I have that series he, on so many parlays. <laughs> if he felt somewhat good, Darren. If he felt someone good, oh. he wasn't coming out of that game last night. For him not to play at all. So the question. So this is the terrible. As like I said, a hamstring's a, a, a three times since 2018. Parlay kid, uh, the hamstring. I, uh, look, uh, I know these athletes go through hell, but for God's sake, well, fix well, that the, the last time, right? He, he missed. He missed seven Nuts. games with the hamstring, right? So I, I, I guess they're fine yeah. if they can get through this series, right? Because by the time the next series starts, it's going to be like two weeks. 
So, well, if they go, so now if you like the Suns, this is one to jump on them, I guess, right? Because if they win game three, they'll probably yeah. go back to being favored in the West, I think, right? Or that it'd be close at least. Yeah. Well, it's close now. Uh, all right. Let's look our one. Wow. This is a lot to, ha- <laughs> uh, a lot to take Nuts. in. Let's take a quick break and then we'll analyze the uh, three games on tap Nuts. for tonight. All right, so we're starting it off game two. I mean, they played Sunday afternoon. Now it's Wednesday night. They're going back at it. Boston minus three and a half, 226 against Brooklyn. I haven't checked that in 20 minutes. I probably should. So three and a half, 226. It does remain uh, Celtics mm. over the Nets. It's uh, game two in Boston. The narrative, the, the common narrative is that Brooklyn can hang with Boston. We saw that Sunday. The Celtics got lucky with the last second running layup. That's that's what I'm hearing. They should have won, and KD, Brooklyn should have won, and KD didn't even have a good game. So watch what they do tonight. It would make sense. It would make sense if you stuck with that, but I'm going the other way. Celtics had an 11-point lead in the fourth quarter. They did not play good defense. They allowed 54% even without KD showing up. I think they have to make some adjustments, obviously, ones that they could. There was too much Grant Williams in there down the stretch. I think he posted a minus 17, but they did play good perimeter defense. I expect a big game out of Tatum, a monster game. I'm going to get to that later. Brooklyn covered, obviously, last game, but they're still 3-7 and against the spread in the last 10. 109-101, way under, and Boston minus 3.5. Yeah, I agree, Sal, because my biggest problem right now is, is there anybody not picking the Nets? It just seems like if you look at every expert, every article, everybody is picking the Nets, yet the Boston is still a a 3.5-point favorite, so... Even though KD is going to be mm-hmm. better, you said this. Uh, I mean, the Nets did shoot 54%, and the Celtics were the best in the regular season, holding teams to 43%. So, and the thing that frustrated me with that game, because in game one, I also had the Celtics, is they missed, especially in that fourth quarter, they kind of rushed things. They missed a ton of shots right around the basket. I mean, they missed like 10 layups, I felt like, in that game. And the one thing I will say between watching the Nets against the Cavs in that playing game and in game one against the Celtics, these teams are able to get to the rim at will versus the Nets. I, I don't see. I don't see how yeah. the Nets fix that problem that they have. So I, I'm going to say Boston pulls this one out and covers the three and a half. I still think this yeah, is going to be yeah, a sure. good series. Uh, and Boston could win both at mm-hmm. home, and then the Nets. Yep. I think would win both at home, and that'll be that. And then we're looking probably yep. at six or seven games. I took them plus yeah. one and a half. I have the Celtics uh, four three overall. All right, Parley kid, you're going the other way. Yeah, absolutely, Sal. Um, like like well, Bright Brian said, all the pundits and all these people, they're going with the Nets. I think rightfully so here. The Nets uh seem to play best with, with their backs against the wall. And this is a uh I, I guess like you said yesterday, or maybe the day before, whenever we were talking about uh the game, I I guess this does this isn't really necessarily a must win for the Nets, mm-hmm. right? I guess it's not. Um, I think they're going to play like it's a must win, though. I think that in their minds, this is a must win. Durant, I think I think Harry will talk more about Durant. I think Durant goes off tonight. I think he has a huge game. Uh, Kyrie will cool off a little bit. The Nets find a way to at least cover this game. This game's coming down to the wire again, Sal. Mm-hmm. All right, Harry, you agree with the parlay, kid. I'm with the uh, TPK. Yeah, taking the Nets with a point. I mean, like, it took everything in the Celtics arsenal to pull out game one, still didn't cover four starters at 20 points. KD had a bad shooting night and Tatum played beat the clock uh, and they pulled the game out, but still didn't cover in game one. But like you mentioned 
Brooklyn shot 54%. They shot 46% from three, better than Boston both there. KD bounces back uh, big time here. Nets get the cover and maybe even pull this game out and go back to Brooklyn 1-1. All right, let's go to props here. Um, I think I'm going to start. Hold on. I think I'm going to start going with some of these uh, big point totals here. We saw yeah. Jimmy Butler. He's a playoff guy for sure. I think Tatum could be a playoff guy. 35 or more points. You get almost two to one. You get plus yeah. 196. I don't have much to go off of in terms of recent trends to point to. He had a 36-point game in late March. Uh, in early March, he had a three-game stretch of 37-54 and 44. I think he'll get to the line more. Uh, he shoots well from the free throw line. If you watch winning time, you see how the refs <laughs> favor the Celtics. I mean, they're uh, allowed to punch people in the face and uh, they true. get away with it. That yeah, is so true. I, I have to imagine that that's, uh, that's, that's on par. I think you have good value in almost two to one. I think he'll be a, within a basket of making this, or maybe he shatters it much like uh, Butler did. It's worth it to bet the stars with these 30. I'm looking on Fandle, uh, Harry. I know you have Kevin Durant top scorer, but for 35 or more points, Durant two to one, Tatum two to one, Kyrie Irving plus 290. I don't know. There's probably one or two in there uh, winners, but Harry, you're going Durant top point scorer. Top point yeah. scorer. He was plus 210 yesterday. He's down to plus 200 still today. Yeah, he had bad game in game one, obviously. Nine of 24, just 23 points. One of three point from three-point range. Kyrie had 39 in game one and was leading scorer of the game, but Katie still outshot him. 24 to 20. Yeah. He goes off tonight. Goes off monster bounce back right. performance from KD tonight. And I'm going to take, and I'm also considering even looking at 40 points or more. I think he's going to go for it. He leads the game in scoring tonight. Whoa. All right. So let's tell yeah. people that number 40 or more is uh plus five sixty. Interesting. Ooh. Interesting. Ooh. Juicy. And then they have, juicy. Juicy. They, they have everything, uh, Fandle. I mean, you could have plus over 36 and a half is plus 290, over 34 and a half is plus 198. So, yeah, uh, yeah you can get whatever you want for uh, KD, Kyrie, and company. All right, uh, Brother Bry, uh, Horford. Yeah, I'm taking out Horford over 12 and a half. I mean, I would say in game one, he was probably the Celtics' most important player. I mean, obviously, besides Tatum hitting that shot, but he dominated the boards. He had a bunch mm -hmm. of key offensive rebounds for them. And the thing with Horford, he's shot the three ball well recently. He's made 10 of his last 14. Uh, he's got, and he's had 13 or more points in four of his last five. He's averaged 15 and a half over those five games. So I think he's a tough matchup for the nets. Cause especially if he's pulling Drummond out of the paint and knocking down some threes here, I think that uh, that total is, is pretty low. I can't believe I'm still saying that Al Horford is this productive, but uh, he definitely is yeah. crazy. Take a flyer. Horford six, uh, six to one, 20 or more points. Get a little one on that. That's fun. Uh, parlay kid, Kyrie Irving. Over assists. Yeah, I'm going to take over five and a half assists here, South minus 142. He had six in game one. Uh, he averages 5.8 assists per game for the season, and he's gone over five and a half in six of his last seven. And like mm -hmm. Harry said, I think he's going to be dishing a lot to uh, Durant uh, tonight and getting Durant going, getting him good looks. So I think uh, over five and a half assists, good play here tonight. Even though it's uh, minus 142, mm -hmm. I, I like the play. Oh man, it's gonna be fun. Fans screaming at him, him flipping them off, mooning them. <laughs> good, good series. Great, great first round series. All right, Philly minus two and a half, two seventeen at Toronto. I'll check that again. These are changing ever so quickly. Yeah. Oh, it's one and a half. Wow, one and a half, two sixteen now. Yeah, yep. is that what you're seeing? Yep. Oh, 
Well, listen, I mean, everyone you talk to love Toronto in this series. Oh, my God, they're going to upset Philly. So if you love Toronto, you got to like them in this game. I still think Philly wins this 4-1. to one. I, I had Philly to win this series 4-1, but uh, I don't know. There's obviously their big chance, Toronto, to make their mark. Um, you know, here's one thing that's in their favor. The Sixers are taking 32 free throws per game compared to the Raptors' 17 and a half. Uh, mm-hmm. That's average. That's a lot. That's huge. And a lot of it has to do with Embiid's ability to draw up fouls, but could be some home cooking. Could switch it around for the Canadian team. Sure. Could be that Tobias Harris and Tyrese Maxey don't combine for 64. That's got to slow down a little. Little yep. Siakam and Van Fleet show off a little. I know Van Fleet was in foul trouble game when he played better in game two. <laughs> I think it all comes together tonight in Toronto. Raps win 117-104. Uh, wow, Harry and uh, Parley Kid, you're you're really dissecting this. I like both these bets. Harry, you go first. Okay, I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take the Raptors, but I'm gonna take them in the first half only, plus a half a point mm. at minus one twenty two. And tell you, man, <coughs> this seems kind of too easy after what we've seen in the first two games from Philly. Too, it seems too easy to take the Sixers here, and maybe injuries have caught up to the Raptors a bit. But in Game Three, I think they show up in the first half. The Sixers may pull it together in the fourth and pull out a scrappy win to go up three nothing in the series. But in the first half, Van Vliet shows up, hits some big threes. Siakam comes up big, too. They take a lead, and they get the, get it done in the first half. They'll be ahead by the, by halftime, plus a half, mm. and minus 122. Raptors get it done. Uh, Paula Kidd, you're going to fraction it off even more. You like the move yeah. in the first quarter. And by the Harry, way, their race to 10 mm, is even, if you like that. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, Harry, Harry and I are on the same page with this. And like we said, we don't really discuss these picks before we put mm. them in. So... We're on the same page. I'm taking Toronto first quarter, minus a half a point uh, at minus 134. Um, I think Toronto here, uh, they're very, you know, they're desperate. They have to get off to a good start this game. They cannot fall behind. They have to be- play their best quarter uh, mm-hmm. of the year. Uh, they Obviously, this is a do or die game for them. So uh, I'm not sure, you know, in the long run, if they're just going to have enough talent to put it out. But I just think the will... Uh, of the team and the home crowd uh, inspiring them, hopefully uh, will be enough to get them to win this first quarter here for us. So I, I'm going to jump in with my prop before Brian makes his pick. Cause it's, it's in line with what everyone's saying here with, with yeah. Paula kid and Harry are, I'm going Toronto wire to wire as my prop plus three seventy. That means they have to be winning after every quarter. They haven't had many of these in a bit. Uh, still in the last month, they beat the Lakers, the Cavs, the Pacers wire to wire, sure. but uh, I like them, like like you guys are saying, jump on the Sixers. They never look back. Uh, they'll look back in game four, but not tonight. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot, probably kid, like the Memphis win last night. Must right. win, win the first quarter, open it up by halftime, and then the Sixers say, all right, this isn't our game. Right. They uh, mail it in. But, Bri, you're thinking this is their game. If the Philly covers two, like you say, my wire-to-wire <laughs> bet is shit. So, go ahead. Well, it's funny. Normally, <laughs> I would take Toronto here. Um, but, you know... I will say Toronto's played mm. well for about like eight minutes in this series so far. I think this game comes, yeah. in all honesty, I think that after watching these two games, I think this game comes down to the effort from Philly here. If Philly wants to come out and play mm-hmm. hard and win this game, yeah. I feel like they will. I mean, Toronto just, you know, in watching this just doesn't match up well with them right now. I mean, Siakam is guarding Embiid, you know? And I will say the one thing about mm-hmm. this team that's maybe a little bit different is Maxi is definitely giving them, giving this team that energy in another dimension that they yeah. have, haven't really had. Yeah. And, and again, even in game two, I know they made that little bit of a run, 
But when Philly clamped down on defense, it seemed almost impossible for Toronto to get off certain shots. There was that stretch because I had the over in that game, uh, which was looking good in the first half. And then once Philly clamped down, it Toronto was really struggling to get to the, their own shots. So I'm going to say uh, Philly covers this uh, short number here. And the big difference is we didn't mention uh, six. The Matisse Dagel, yeah, he's, uh, he's out, right? Not fully he, vaccinated. Out, he can't he's play. Out. It seems like so. Trent is going to be back, although he's still sick somewhat. But Barnes will, Barnes is still like right. out. So Barnes yeah. for sure out. All right, so let's go over. I gave my pick uh, Toronto wire to wire. Uh, Parley kids, Siakam over nine and a half rebounds. Yes, Siakam over nine and a half rebounds. Sal, uh, he had ten in uh, game two. He's gone mm-hmm. over this number in seven out of his last nine games. Uh, he averages about eight and a half, uh, but this is a game where they need him to step up. I'm getting plus uh, money here, plus 104 for over nine and a half. I think he at least duplicates uh, his last performance uh, in game two. I think he actually exceeds it by just them being desperate. I think he grabs 11 or 12 tonight. So let's take the plus money over nine and a half at plus 104. I'm looking for the double double numbers. I'm not seeing them. Just to just to make sure you you got the right that you know. I know you got. That's over a nine great and call. Half. You're right. You're right. Yeah, he's yeah, probably not seeing it anyway. Um, Maybe pick there, but it was eight and a half last night. Oh, look at that! Oh, there oh, it is. Um, yeah. Really yeah. Uh, interesting. All right, you're getting One a good up. number unless he does it assist wise. Oh, it's uh, it's back to eight minus, and a half. Right. His rebounds are nice. back to eight and a half, but. Uh, I gave it at nine and a half at uh, plus one hundred four. I'm going to keep it there, right? So there you go. Yeah. And a double double is minus one fifteen. So you're probably getting a better part better. of that number. Anyway. There you go. All right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Harry, Harry what would you say? What, why don't I have you here? What's your uh, I got pick? Danny Green. Oh, there you are, Danny Green. Yeah. Danny Green under eight and a half points, minus one twenty. In his last three games overall, he hits a total of thirteen total points, mm. and he is it's night and day with this guy. Some he had some nice game in game two at home, hit some threes. But on the road, he has been awful. In his last 21, guys, last 21 road games, he's mm. gone over eight and a half points just one time. One time uh-huh. in 21 road games. And the most shots he had in any of those games was nine. So I'm going to go under eight and a half. And Danny Green is quiet. Sal, like I think you said earlier, uh, Toronto gets some calls here Great play. early on. And um, maybe they they call a couple fouls on him, too, and he's got to sit. I'm going under eight and a half points. Mm. I like that one, Harry, a lot. Yeah. All right. Yeah, All right, Brian. Yeah, that's a good one. What Harry, you got? He's, he's struggled shooting. Um, I'm I'm going with the same pick I gave out. Uh, what was it? Two days ago in, in game uh, in game two. I'm going to go with that. Yeah, these props kind of yeah. run into each other. It's hard I'm, to not I'm, I'm going up with Ananobi again. Over seventeen and a half. I was actually surprised that number held to the last time. Um, I gave this out. Yeah, I gave this out yeah. two days ago. But he scored twenty and twenty six in games one and two. He's had 20-plus in all three games versus Philly this season. He's the one one of the few players on Toronto who was able to get off their own shot going to the basket against Philly in game two. Mm-hmm. Um, Trent's going to be back, like I said before, but still not fully healthy. So with Barnes out again, I don't know if he's going to continue to benefit here, and I think he, uh, I think he can get to 20 again. All right. Last game, Milwaukee. Last I saw a 10-point favorite over Chicago. This is game two. They struggled. 10, yes, is right. 224.5 is the over-under. Went down a little bit. I'm taking the Bulls. I'm not sure why I like Chicago so much here. Mm. I, mean, I get They were up five late in the third in game one. They were able to get stops, which is odd because they're a bottom four team in defensive efficiency. They don't seem afraid of this Bucks team. I'll say that. They're basically cross-town right. rivals. It takes about an hour and 10 minutes to get from uh, 
Milwaukee to Chicago or vice versa. Uh, Vucevic scored 24. He grabbed 17 rebounds. Um, you know, Levine, DeRozan had 18 each and they didn't even shoot well. The team no, shot right. 32% and still stayed close. They only have to stay within 10 here. They're four and one against the spread. The Bulls in the last five, the Bucks 0 and four against the spread last four home games. Look, when the Bucks need to bully the Bulls, they will. If this ends up knotted one, one or whatever, if it's close down the stretch, I expect the Bucks to pull away. And uh, I think they win one 110, but Chicago covers uh, Parley kid. You're with me. I'm with you here, Sal. Um, surprising enough at some point the other day when watching game one, I, I was, you know, shocked to see that they, you know, the bulls were hanging around. They really did hang around for a good long time in that game after getting mm-hmm. off to a really bad start. Uh, I think they do the same thing tonight. I just see them hanging around. Uh, the bulls have a, a, a talent on this team, right? Uh, DeRozan and these type of guys, they, you know, De- DeRozan's had a ton of experience. He's a great mm-hmm. leader. I don't think he's going to allow this team to get blown out in this game tonight. Uh, and they have a, a, enough other good pieces. Levine, Vucevic, as as you mentioned, amongst yep. others. I think they keep it close. They hang around. I think the Bulls will pick it up when they really have to pick it up. Uh, and I'm not right. saying that means they lose this game. But the I Bucks just think, yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, the Bucks, right. Yeah. The Bucks will pick it up when they need to pick it up. I don't, I'm mm. not saying they're going to lose this game. Uh, the Bucks, but I just think they they might play down to the yep. level of the Bulls a little bit tonight. I can see that happening. That's what I think. Yeah, Brian, with yeah, it. you know the Chicago thing is like 10. Milwaukee. I guess is similar to Phoenix, right? They struggled at home against the spread. So we had talked about yeah. like how bad Brooklyn was, right? Maybe the, one of the worst teams ever at home against the spread. But the Bucks are sixteen and twenty six against the spread at home this wow, season. Yes. the number just yep. seems too high and. I will say, like the Bucks were lucky that Lopez in game one had a great game in game one. He 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 did a good job yeah. there. Although Middleton and Holiday really didn't show up, they're going to be better in this game for sure. But so will DeRozan. DeRozan was like six of twenty-five from the field. I will say, I think if you're taking the Bucks in this game, I I would probably take them in the first quarter of the first half. But uh, give me the Bulls plus ten for the game. All right, Harry going against us, which is good because we're not going to win the field four out of Chicago. I mean, I don't love this. I don't love laying double digits. I mean, the Suns laid 10 last night, didn't get the cover. Milwaukee was a 10-point favorite in game one. They're fortunate they uh, didn't lose that game. They uh, committed 10 more turnovers than the Bulls did. And, Bri, you mentioned great point. Holiday and Middleton were not good in game one. They were just 10 of 29 combined shooting. I think they're much better tonight, too. Uh, Bucks are now 5-0 straight up against Chicago this season. And like I said, they're just fortunate. They played defense. Chicago only shot 32% for the game in game one and 19% uh, from three-point range, but were sloppy in the entire game. I think they show up tonight big time, Milwaukee in a blowout. All right, let's hit the props here. Uh, mine is just a complete gut pick. I don't have a lot of <laughs> really any trends. Sure. I think this is like an Alex Caruso type game. Over 14 and a half points, rebounds, assists, minus 114. Caruso's are... He's Wednesday's Herbert Jones, I think. So there's always one or two or three, right? Seven, three, and two didn't get us there last game. He hits this a little better, though, than 55% over the last 15 or so games. I think he's got that wrist injury behind him. Like I said, a gut pick. He's scrappy. He's a gnat on the court. He'll come up with a steal or two, lead to hoops. I see his final line is seven, five, and five points, rebounds, assists. Go over yeah. the 14 and a half for Alex Caruso. Uh, Parley kid, you have an over two bigger one here. Yeah. I'm taking Levine over 28 and a half points, uh, rebounds and, uh, wait, yeah. 28, 
28 points slash rebounds, correct? Is that right. what I said? Yep, that's uh, it. I think on our pick, right? Uh, Levine averages uh, between the two for 20 at 29. Game one, he was at 28 with 18 points and 10 rebounds. Uh, and he shot terribly uh, from the field. Two for 10 from three. Uh, I think Levine picks it up offensively. He's going to score closer to... Uh, 22 to 24 points tonight. He'll grab his rebounds. He goes over 28 and a half uh, in a game where he plays very well. He improves from uh, his first performance. Although that burned me yesterday. Usually coming back with a guy off a bad shooting game. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, Young and Crowder doubled up uh, yesterday with their bad shooting games. Yeah, I'm hoping yeah, yeah. Levine breaks that trend and rebounds off a terrible shooting performance by himself. Yeah, that sucked for all of us. All right, Harry, you got this one of those that you're in it till the end. Uh, and at minus 160, you're paying for it. Yep. Yeah, DeMar DeRozan over a half a steal at like minus uh, 160. He had three in game one versus mm. uh, Milwaukee. He's had five in his last three games versus the Bucks. And he's had at least one steal in six of his last seven games. Uh, and if you want to pump it up, but FanDuel has more, you can bet it at two plus two. He's had 18 games a season where he's had two or more. DeRozan, at least in this one. Minus 160, over a half a steal. In this What's the two or more? What does it pay? Uh, let me see. Um, oh, my God. I don't know. Um, I mean, you say if you want to boost <laughs> if you want it, it, if you want yeah. to do this. <laughs> I have no idea. Darren's I don't know where it is. I don't think they have the Come two on. plus right now. They usually do for these, but I don't think. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Over a half. Listen. All right, over a half. Gummies are kicking over in. Gummies are kicking in right now. Happy oh, for Donnie. Brian, I have to say, Middleton over two and a half threes might be our most bet, bet, famous, yeah. mo- most that's popular, Darren's most mine. hit. That's Darren's definitely mine. For sure. Oh, yeah. I and just I feel pretty like much, we've, we've, we've done this I pretty this much lost times. every time <laughs> this year with it. Just so you know. Will, yeah, I know. Um, I agree with that. I was thinking about that when I chose this Middleton over two and a half threes at minus 106. But, you know, Middleton. I, I mm. do think, you know, if we look back to last year, right, in the playoffs, like when Middleton had a bad game, mm-hmm. typically it was I would say he didn't typically have two bad games in a row. He usually followed it up with a great game. Yeah, and well. usually, especially not two bad games at home. Uh, so, like we said, he was bad mm-hmm. in game one in the three games prior to that to end the season. He made three threes in all in all three of those games. I just I think I would take him not only. um in threes, I, whichever one you prefer, either the over two and a half threes or the over, I think he's 21 yeah. and a half points. I think he bounces back at home and has a, a has a pretty big game for them. Playoffs are here and you can make every game feel like game seven on FanDuel Sportsbook, an official partner of the NBA. FanDuel hooking you up with free bets throughout the playoffs. Doesn't matter if you're a new customer or already have an account. Just be sure to check out the app for exclusive weekly same game parlay promos. We offered you so many just a minute ago, jump on all of them. Maybe you don't like Alex Caruso. Maybe you like, what did you say, Middleton over two? Maybe that should be in every same game parlay, parlay kid and Bry. Was it Middleton over oh, two and a yeah, half threes? Is that three. what you said? Yeah. There you go. Uh, Fandle, so many ways to play. Best of all, when you win, you get paid faster than a fast break. And if you're new to Fandle, just download the Fandle Sportsbook app and sign up with promo code against all odds. Once again, that's promo code against all odds. And if you already have an account, you're all set to get in on the action. Either way, You'll get an assist from FanDuel when you bet a same game parlay during the playoffs. All right. I mean, I love it. I love the NBA, but we got to mix it up a little, guys. NFL drafts coming up. Let's bring him in. All right. Our guest today, he's always on the clock. He knows NFL prospects, hand sizes, 40 times and Zodiac signs (laughs) better than anyone. 
host of the Move the Sticks podcast alongside Bucky Brooks and an NFL Network analyst, Daniel Jeremiah is here. What's happening, Daniel? Oh, what's going on? I'm just glad this thing's finally here. Like, it, it feels like it's taking forever. Like, you let's know, go. I was going to ask yeah. you, I, I, and thanks for joining, because I know you're very busy. Are you sick of it? It sounds like you are. Or are you like one of these people? A lot of these people are like, oh, you know, I can't get enough. Let it keep going forever. But you seem to be over it. Yeah, well, I'm sick of like getting my phone calls declined from friends. Like it just so happens this year, I've got an, a number of buddies that are picking in the top 10. Uh-huh. So when you have buddies that are picking in the 20s, like you, the, there's just life is normal because they don't know how the draft's going to fall. Yeah. They're not guarding every single word that they say. You've got friends with, you know, a couple picks inside the top 10. Like they're not <laughs> calling you back. Like it's just not happening. That's how you learn who your true <laughs> friends are, Harry. That's why I'm hoping Harry never owns a team. Uh, you know what? I, I do respect though. And well, I say this, you'll probably drop a new draft, a mock draft today, but I respect that you've not come out with a, a new one since March 22nd with some of these other guys, every 18 hours, they put out right. a new mock and uh, it's yeah. nonsensical, but I think you see that, right? Well, I got to do the last, I got to do one more, uh, which they do the night before, okay. uh, which is Wednesday night. Mayock had the best, he had the best setup. So he just had to do, he convinced them that he would only do one a year. So he did one mock draft mm-hmm. the night before the draft. That was it. That's all he had to do. There was a time, like when I first got over uh, into the media, they I was doing like eight or nine of these mm-hmm. things. And I'm like, this is too much. And it's like, you just start to do stuff just to do stuff like, ah, this would shake it up. Let's try this. Um, but now I think I, I do like three or four a year, which is, which is a good number, but I've had, like I said, I've had a couple of weeks. Um, and now there's actually uh, some excitement of just kind of, okay, where could this thing go? Yeah. And it, in terms of like, nobody knows the trades, right? Like you could say, okay, this team needs oh, it this. Screws the whole yeah, thing. Sure. So that's what, that's uh, what, what is a good first round mock draft for you? Like if you got nine out of 32, would you be doing backflips? What's, what's your best, uh, ever? Oh gosh. It's not much higher than yeah. that. I want to say maybe 11 or something like mm-hmm. that. I think last year, Charles Davis, my buddy, uh, he got like 15 or 16, wow. right? Like it's crazy, crazy number. Um, but yeah, it's just one thing kind of throws it all off. Like if you had one team that it's this guy or that guy, and you, you get some information, you talk to somebody and they give you the wrong one, the dominoes that fall, you're like, oh, I'm screwed. I'm out. I'm out. Like it just ruined the whole right. thing going forward. So I look more at like the number of names, so I think most years it's been pretty good about having 28, like 26 to 28 of the 32 names, right? right? Whatever order they go in, trades impact all that stuff. But I just want to make sure that I'm kind of zeroed in on the right guys. Yeah, it's not fair to compare you to like Joe Lenardi, who's like, well, I got one wrong out of 60, 68, 67 out of 67. Yeah, but we knew 66 of them who they were going to be, right? Yeah. It's a, it's a different yeah. ballgame. It's a little different. I do know, I know you're not allowed to talk gambling, so I want to restructure these questions um, so that I could be to my benefit. After Hutchinson, who's a lock for top five, we could agree, right? He's a lock for top five? Yes. Okay. Yes. Who else would you say is a lock for top five? Is there one other player? Is it, two? Is it Walker and Thibodeau, one of them or both? I think Walker would be, yeah, I would say Walker would be my next pick. I don't think there's, I, I can't see a scenario where Walker gets out of the top okay, five. But then, By the way, you know how I used to answer these questions when I would get, yeah. uh, people would ask me, uh, will this guy be a, will he go in the first round, which is a popular mm-hmm. question, right? And uh, I would say, 
you know, I don't know. I would just say if I was his mom packing him for the draft, I probably would only pack one <laughs> nice, suit. Right. You know, I just, and so you just, you work yeah, around. Is he a one suiter? I think is the way to go. Yeah, <laughs> that's the way to do it. Um, okay. Uh, on to the next one. Again, I have to be careful. Well, I read something early in, yeah. in Peter King's column on Monday. For the first time, he's talked to a bunch of GMs and they think that we might not see a skill player, a skill position player drafted in the top 10. Do you think that's true? I know. I think you have Wilson going like eighth or something, right? Yeah, I I will be if the if the Jets at ten have their choice of any receiver in the draft, I will be shocked if they don't take a receiver at ten. So I cannot see that happening. Okay. All right. Next question. Um, the Giants. How confident are you that they take an offensive lineman first pick? Not super confident. I think that's a real possibility. I know Charles Cross is the one that everybody's connected to them mm-hmm. um, from Mississippi State. But I, I knew that they would love to get out of there. They they are in bad salary cap spot right now. And so the other aspect of this draft is, do you really want to pay two top seven picks if you're the Giants and you're buttoned up against the cap? Like that's going to require a lot of roster gymnastics. So I think they would like to get out of there if they could with at least one of those picks. And if you look at Joe Shane and Dayball coming from Buffalo, you know that was a championship level team mm-hmm. without investing any high picks and in, in offensive linemen. They found a way to kind of build that offensive line in day two picks. So I, you know, you could say it's a need for sure, but I don't think it's a slam dunk. Yeah. All right. Okay. You gave us a lot. I'll, I'll let you off the hook there. That was good. You made us, you don't realize it. You made us $95,000 each. Just there. Thank you for that. We'll send you your cut. I do want to know, uh, breaking news now, Debo Samuel has made it official. He's requesting a trade. No. What, if any, trade could you see? What's more likely than not coming up in the next week or so? Or do you think this is a draft day trade? Yeah, I mean, it sounds like this happened a little while ago. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the issue is, like, to be honest with you. I don't know what I'm, what he's upset with. I think it's just you just saw a bunch of receivers get a bunch of money, yeah. and you're like, okay, mm-hmm. give me the money right now. And if it takes longer than 10 minutes, then you're like, okay, well, let me get out of here because I know somebody else will pay right. me. Um, but I... I'd be curious to see what that compensation would be like. Cause he's a unicorn. Like there's no comparison for him with other people. He just, the role that he plays and how he's used is just totally unique. So um, I would imagine it would be a pretty hefty uh, sum to get him out of there. But it helps uh, but that he was Niners in the Niners offense, right? It's, uh, you know, they don't even yeah. try that. They know how to right. use him. Right. Yeah. yeah. They, they know how to use him. The thing is that like that Niners offense is like a third of the league is running that offense right. now. Cause that, that tree is just, is, is spread true. everywhere. So um and, and again, the Jets, the Jets have four picks in the top 38 that everybody knows they want a receiver. They tried to get Tyree kill. It didn't happen. Um, they coached Debo Samuel when they, you know, they were there with him in San Francisco. It'd be easy to connect the dots there. If they were going to do a trade, I, you know, I would think the Jets would probably be the front of the line. Right. I'm giving you a golden ticket to any NFL draft room this year. Which one are you choosing? Ooh. I'm not actually uh, doing that. This is just hypothetical. Uh, sweet, not, not that important. It would have been pretty yeah. su- it would have been pretty yeah. sweet. Uh man. Uh did I get to swim in a river of chocolate as <laughs> yeah. well? Like can we just do it go, go all, all the way? That. Yeah. Uh yeah. Uh in any draft room, there's there's eight teams with two picks. That's why it's right. tough. Um I, w- I would say the Jets. I'll, yeah. I'll go with the Jets because you got four and 10, 35 and 38. I think I'd be almost more excited about 35 and 38 in this hmm. draft than I would be about four and 10. Really? Interesting. Um, and what are they? So, uh, okay, that's that's good. But I just, I wonder if you go with a team who picks a quarterback. Do you see like three quarterbacks taken or do you think Detroit waits? I mean, I know they want that fifth year. You want that, you know, 
uh, exemption. Yeah. What would you say? Like three, three quarterbacks or I two just, first round? I think two. And I think I just keep coming back to the same thought. Like if you're getting ready to write that name on the card and turn it in it, how does that thought creep in your mind? Like, Oh my gosh, a year from now, we're going to, we're going to want better than this. Yeah. You know, like it, are we going to be right back in the quarterback market again? Right. Am I really going to spend the pick on one of these guys? And you look around, I mean, like say you're in the AFC and you go, okay, <laughs> Mahomes, Herbert, uh, Burrow, uh, on mm-hmm. and on and all those. And I'm like, and I'm going to, I'm going to trot out, you know, Matt Corral or, or Desmond Ritter. Or, you know, I just, that doesn't get me very fired up, man. I think I'd be more willing to say, let's build up the rest of the roster mm-hmm. until we can find the guy. We and want. by the way, so two years ago, this shifted, right? Cause we saw Burrow, we saw, all right, two of yeah. whatever you saw Herbert, uh, like, Oh my God, let's go get one of these. And then I think Trevor Lawrence has shifted your narrative, what the narrative you're speaking of now, it's like, Oh, he was a generational player may still be good. May still be great. Who knows? Yeah. But not competing with those names that you just mentioned, right? So why would Malik Willis? Yeah, at least yeah. at least with him, though, at least with Trevor, like you can see his size, like athleticism, mm-hmm. arm strength. Like you can you can envision a day where he can compete with those guys. He was terrible his first year, but at least you can have the imagination to see where that can go. The ceiling on a bunch of these quarterbacks this year is just much lower. Right. So all that said, Malik Willis, Lions, or if you had to pinpoint one quarterback to a team, is that the best matchup? Yeah, I, I actually... I, I was actually, if you'd asked me a week ago, I would have said Malik Willis Steelers is probably the most likely mm-hmm. fit, but everything I've heard in the last couple of days has been at, you know, pointing Kenny Pickett more towards the Steelers staying home there in Pittsburgh. Interesting. So, um, if I, if I had to pinpoint one team with a quarterback, I guess I probably would go there. I'd probably go pick it. Pittsburgh. Wow. All right. That's a good one. Damashek <laughs> would be so, he'd be so tough to deal with. No, that happens, he's weird. He doesn't want, he wants to, he wins. I don't know. He doesn't want to make the playoffs. I don't know what he does. He's, he brags <laughs> about the city of champions. The pirates are not in it to win anything. They're clearly um, yeah. tanking from, from game one, the Steelers are going to yeah. do this with the, you know, Mason Rudolph, maybe duck Hodges comes back. He's going to, he, he likes the way they knuckleballed their way to the playoffs, but they're really not a good team. Right. Can I tell him that? Yeah. yeah. No, you can, you can okay. tell him that you can even attach my name Great. to it. And then, uh, and then he'll start, then it'll, it'll always devolve into like a Mario Lemieux conversation. Oh, yeah. and it's just like, it's all spiraling after that. <laughs> Everything does for sure. sure. Um, what is, I wanted to ask you now, listen, the, the best thing, if you could ever pick Mr. Irrelevant, that would be the greatest, right? Who cares if you get 31 out of 32 in the first round. If you could pick Mr. Irrelevant, the very last pick (laughs) in the draft, (laughs) do you have any? Yeah. Could you even guess that that, that's the coup de grace right there. That's every draft analyst's dream to be able to nail down. There's no worse feeling in the world, by the way, to be sitting there on the desk. And then, you know, the day three, the picks are going so fast. You know, we aren't going pick by pick. So a board will pop up and it's like, here are the last 10 players. Well, you know, I'm like, I can talk, I know eight of them, you know, so I can talk about it, but there's always one or two pop-up guys that you, you didn't know mm-hmm. about. And so the worst is being there, Mr. Irrelevant, boom, pick is in rich eyes and DJ, tell me about this guy. And you're like, Rich, I watched 400 <laughs> players. This is not one of them. So I, I can't, I can't, I can't help you. I don't, I don't know. What He's irrelevant. That's the whole idea yeah. about yeah. being irrelevant. <laughs> Nobody really knows about him. <laughs> Otherwise we'd have a nice uh, scouting report. Well, it's great. All right. Get, hit us with one bombshell. One that's going to knock everybody's socks off. Something happens next week. One bombshell. Um, You know what? I'll, I'll say, 
of all these, all these receiver rumors, you know, it looks like AJ Brown's not happy. You mentioned Debo Samuel, there's DK Metcalf. Uh I would say that the bombshell could be DK just because Hmm. in a draft day trade, because when you look at the Niners, like what's the motivation for them to trade Debo Samuel? Like they're, they're knocking on the door to try and get back to the Super Bowl. It's a good roster. It's a really good team. You look at the Titans, they beat everybody in the AFC last year. And then they found a way to lose a playoff game when they had nine sacks, which I still don't know how they pulled that off. But for them to trade AJ Brown makes no sense. The Seahawks are not any good. Like this is, they have no quarterback. This is a rebuilding process. So of all the veterans that could be moved, that'd be the one I think I would, I would keep my ears open. That'd be interesting. Wow. Imagine if he ends up in Denver again. I mean, they have enough uh, pieces to trade to make that work worthwhile or not again, but with, with Russell Wilson again. Uh, All right. Yeah. We'll look out for that. Uh, Daniel Jeremiah. Thanks so much. NFL network live coverage, 2022 draft in Vegas. Are you going to go crazy? What, what, where, where are you staying in Vegas? Uh, I think we're at the Bellagio. I think our set is like outside the fountains, if I'm not mistaken, I guess I'll find out Monday. But, um, yeah, that'll be you fun. You should show up really, really drunk. <laughs> see what they do. It's like, you, you, have, you know, what's yeah. funny is that I, what's funny is that I don't drink. So I, I would, it would probably take six ounces of a beer and I would, I would probably puke in the, in the bushes. So it By wouldn't the way, take three much. out of four of us uh, don't drink here. I think you can guess the one that does, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, we appreciate that. That's Harry. not me. Harry, yeah, Harry's, a, yeah. Harry. Harry's a drinker. Harry's uh, drunk. Uh, Harry's drunk as you're talking to us, right? Now. Yeah, right. He's on, he's on the weed soda. It's 420. Could, uh, all right, Daniel. Thanks so much, pal. I appreciate you coming up. Thanks, Daniel. Thanks, right, Daniel. Daniel. Appreciate you. Take care. Nice job, Daniel. All right. He's my fun. type of guy. My type of guy right there. Harry, I forgot to ask I you. I can tell you, you that right question? now. Did you have a question for him? That's okay. Yeah, no, I, I tell you when I have a question. I didn't have a question. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you when I have a question. All right. So let's go over these draft props. We pulled a few. There's dozens already on Fandle. And uh, Daniel, I think, just uh, just set us straight on a few things. I feel like mm. I feel like taking a break and then going betting these and then coming back to our dumb analysis because there's money to be made. But... Uh, they have numbers for players to be drafted in the top five, the top 10 or top 32. I'm going, see, this sucks because not that minus 160 was such a, a bargain, but Kayvon Thibodeau, Oregon, top five was minus 160. He's moved to minus 250. Um, and so I'm still going to give it out. I'm sorry. It's a winner. And really, right now, it's just a matter of how many mock drafts you read, right, Brian? I've read or glanced over 15. By next week, it'll be 50. And I like where Thibodeau falls in this. Hutchinson and Trayvon Walker from Georgia seem to be going ahead of Thibodeau. Obviously, Hutchinson. Um, you know, a lot of these mocks have the Jets taking Thibodeau all season long, was expected to go number one. And then some media push, I don't know, to show that he's selfish. He shows all, t- takes off games. I don't buy it. I think when push comes to shove, either the Texans or the Jets or someone is going to take a chance not even a chance. The Jets, by the way, competing with the Giants. They don't want to pass on the next LT, right? The Giants go five and seven, Jets four and ten. So I think he goes somewhere in that spot. Six four, two fifty, runs a four fifty-eight, forty, 126 tackles, 35 and a half for loss. Um, I think take a minus two fifty, and then you could sue all the experts for putting them in the top five. I think it's a class action lawsuit. Waiting for that. Parley kid, you have a top five. That's not minus two sixty. A little more of a uh, reach here. Yeah. Um, I'm taking um Evan Neal, top five at minus one thirty-five. Uh, we know uh the only thing that worries me is what Daniel just said, uh, because I would have 
assume that he wouldn't make it past five with the Giants, but he seems to yeah, think that the Giants seem to that need a tackle at Alabama. Might, would help, that, yeah. But that cross might be on their radar. Uh, I right. believe he said so that that might scare me off a little bit on this, but I do think the Texans and the mm. Giants both are going offensive linemen here because they have to really see what Mills can do and what Jones can do. I think they really have to provide them with linemen. Uh, and these, these guys, uh, Equanu or, or uh, Neil, who I'm talking about, or even mm-hmm. cross, I guess these guys are, these guys are legit big time linemen. And we're seeing what wins football games Sal, in the trenches, offensive and defensive linemen win you football games. I've looked at, uh, there's a mock draft database, uh, dot com, mm-hmm. uh, which basically shows you uh, where Evan Neal is going in every single mock draft that there is. So it could be hundreds right. and hundreds. I've looked at about a hundred of them. He's in the top five in at least 80% of the mock drafts, Evan Neal. So I'll take him at minus 135 to go top five. So Harry could make a mock draft and have Evan Neal selected number 36, and then he would move that. Would they count that or do they just count uh No, they real just. People? It's real people. Yeah, very real okay. people. Yeah. Okay. All right. But well, brother Bry, you're kind of in on this because you have the uh, Giants to draft an offensive lineman. Yeah. Well, Eden, I don't right? like it now either. Thanks, Daniel. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Daniel. Um, but yeah, to what to Darren's point, I mean, the while well, the Giants have a lot of needs, right? They could go defensive line, they could go cornerback, and they do have the two picks. Mm-hmm. I do think they need to make a decision. This is the year, right? They need to know. Uh, can Jones cut down on turnovers? And I think this is his last chance to prove it. So I do think they need to surround him with another top offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be good choices here, right? Either Aquano might not be available here, either himself, Neil or Cross, who it seems like the Giants might like. The only thing I guess that would scare me a little bit um, is if multiple linemen are left and they think, all right, they could maybe either trade down and get one of these guys, you know, with the with their second pick it. or yeah. something like that. But I mean, all mm. my giant friends, all of them won an offensive lineman with this first pick. Um, I thought it was good about 25 minutes ago, but now I don't know. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Daniel. <laughs> ruined our bets here. By the way, Paulie Kid, offensive lineman is uh, Cowboys. That's favored for the Cowboys. Yeah. Plus one. Yes. Plus kid, kid from, uh, oh, is that, oh, that's for the whole... Uh, first draft, just, first drafted player. Yeah. And, of, of and what is it? It's, yeah. pl- it's plus what did you say? Plus one, tw- plus one twenty-five, and then cornerback and wide receiver, a plus four thirty. I was going to say, seconds. I would think wide receiver could be their first pick. Interesting. Right. Okay. Interesting. All right. We got to look, we got to look. All right, Harry, you got, I mean, one of us is going to be wrong with these top five right. picks, maybe two of us and uh-huh. you're going extra sauce as always. Yeah. I'm going to take top five at even money. I'm on sauce Gardner, cornerback of Cincinnati. Um, Jets, one of their main needs is a cornerback. He, uh, so maybe at number four, they'll look to him. He's got great length for the position. Um, and he's never gotten burned for a touchdown. Never once, one-on-one. Um, but at number five, very interesting. Never, never. You, you've been in the backyard on Thanksgiving when he when he runs with kids. No, you've never, ever. Oh, I'm just saying. That's what he that's what he says, actually. So, uh, <laughs> But the Giants at five wow. also. Um, listen, I know Neil's a very big possibility for the Giants here, but also – they may be looking to uh, Sauce Gardner as well. They need probably mm-hmm. will need to fill a cornerback position uh, because uh, James Bradbury, their pickup free agent pickup from two years ago uh, from Carolina, is he probably going to be either traded or released by the Giants and need to fill that spot too? Um, mm-hmm. So Gardner at, at in the top five at plus one hundred Jets or Giants, I think it's pretty good. All right, 
You know, Brian, one I'm going to get screwed on. Every year I take under uh, running backs, you know, uh, either if oh, it's I, one and I, a half I got screwed or whatever. On that last and then, year, like, too. Uh, all the time. At the end, I, going around. Uh, some, did, one year. That was my the pick Chiefs, last year. Was, was Edwards Alaire yeah. first yeah, rounder? Yeah, he was like the no. last pick. Yeah, in he that, was. In yeah. That, yep, yeah, yep. 32nd. So the the under a half or that there won't be a running back draft in the first round is Ooh, minus 225. So I'll find a nice parlay <laughs> to lose. Uh, I will wow, say there's way. nothing more fun. Yeah. I mean, I, that's the awesome thing about now, right? FanDuel, we used to get like, what? You'd be like at this point a week before the draft, there'd probably be like six to eight guys maybe that would have draft positions. Yeah. Now you get everything. I mean, now like FanDuel has everything right now to, to look at, which makes us right. Under Fantastic. a half a tight end, minus 670. Mm. <laughs> wow. So we're yeah, going to lose wow. so much money. I can't wait. I oh. cannot wait. All right, there you go. The draft is in. Where are we? We're eight days away. We're 10 days away from uh, Harry's wedding. Uh, nice. Baby face, I really want to see if we could do that. I, I know there's big plans. I don't know. Maybe it's we do it in the Ken's yard, Harry, officially, but then unofficially you get it done at a sports book. I don't know. It just seems like that's the way it should go. Whatever. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Whatever Joel can come up with. When Harry told me he was you know, getting a boat and he was traveling, I, I thought there might be a, a, he might be eloping today on 420. It did cross oh, wow. my mind, but just very, the whole Devin Booker thing has me very nervous. And I just don't want Harry to pull a hamstring for his <laughs> wedding. I, I don't know what the odds are there, but be careful out there, Harry. Uh, Captain H dog, Joel, Captain H dog. There you go. What's your what's your plan for 420 here, Harry, the rest of the day? Uh, rest of the day, uh, Ken and I driving to Palm Springs and then maybe back to Phoenix. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Yeah. Well, so just normal. Normal yeah, stuff. Yeah. And no of course, I'm having dinner at Sherman's, I guess. Jewish who does most Sherman's of the love. driving? When, you, when you're together, who does most of the oh, driving? Oh, I do. I do. Yeah. yeah, what's the point? Does he sit in the back seat? No, no. Front seat. Well, because it, you know, Ken's not going to yell at himself for bad driving. He <laughs> right. has to have Harry drive. He yells at me <laughs> yeah. for my, my my supposed bad driving, even though I, in 11 years hanging out with, uh, you know, driving him around, I've never gotten a ticket, never been pulled over once, but yells at me about my there driving you go. all the time. Harry just drinks himself. <laughs> I love it. He just <laughs> drinks it. That's, that's what happens every time. What's the matter? What oh the hell are you learning? <laughs> bragging about his under, bragging about his prop bets. It takes eight this minutes be, for that. To, this will be oh, great. boy. I mean, he uh, didn't get But then again, he's only been driving for like four years, Harry. He got his license when he was like 45, uh, right? So Yeah, that's true. I mean, it was very late. It was late. <laughs> His brother still doesn't have it. And he's no. almost 50. Yeah. Is that true? That is correct. All right. It's a messed up. Correct. Messed up. People. Uh, all right. That'll do it. Another episode of Against All Odds. We will be uh, back Friday. Uh, thank you to uh, Daniel Jeremiah. Thank you to Spaghetti and Meatballs, Babyface, Joel Solomon, and the Degenerate Trifecta. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Na, 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 na,